Marvelites, welcome to episode number 47 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all things Marvel. Uh, I am Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group, joined by... Ben Morse, Associate Editor of Marvel.com, and we are introducing for the very first time this week, you got to say your name and your position. Jason, Blake's Digital Media Intern. Blake's Digital Media Intern. Yeah. Never thought I'd see the day. Blake's empire grows and grows. Blake yeah. is not with us this week. He just danced out of the room because he's got a lot of stuff to do today. It's a crazy week because yeah. you guys are going to be in Canada. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to be in Vegas. Who knows where everyone else is. So we're actually recording this on a Monday. So just a quick programming note. If you don't hear a lot of your questions that were submitted later in the week, we will try to get to them on episode 48 because we're recording this a little earlier than usual, and as a result, we also may have a little less news than usual. So but we'll safe, but we'll we'll get as much in there as we can. Yeah, and we'll pick up what we missed next week. All right, so dive. look forward to episode forty-eight. Yeah, forty-seven. Like it's going to be a real barn burner. It stinks, but forty-eight, terrific. Oh, I can't wait for that one. No, no they're all going to be great. We're going to jump right into the new comics available this week uh, on sale, September nineteenth, twenty twelve. Ben, start us off. Let's talk about Avengers number thirty, written by Brian Michael Bendis, penciled by the great Walt Simonson, finished by Scott Hanna, with colors by Jason Keith. This is the final AVX tie-in for the Ordinary Avengers title, as I will christen it, even though it's anything but ordinary. It's extraordinary. It's, it's more of an epilogue. It's more of a AVX has come to a close, even though it hasn't in its official series. There's still a lot more to go, but this is kind of a picking up the pieces. We've got Hawkeye and we've got Spider-Woman. They are the stars of this issue. If you've been reading the Brian Michael Bendis run of Avengers, you know they have a romantic relationship. It's been an interesting one. It's been kind of a fun one to watch develop because they're both very fun, kind of flirty characters. And it's just been kind of a whirlwind romance. And it's all been happening in the midst of Fear Itself, Avengers versus X-Men. We haven't really had a chance for them to slow down and talk about their relationship. And in this issue, they do. But... They slow down and talk about the relationship with the backdrop of having to fight Mr. Negative and a bunch of his men who have used the chaos of Avengers vs. X-Men to try to steal a bunch of I'm-not-going-to-reveal-what here. So you've got Hawkeye and Spider-Woman fighting Mr. Negative and his goons and also getting into what's really their first major argument of their relationship. It has to do with the Scarlet Witch. And it has to do with a very Marvel Avengers problem because this is the type of thing that would never happen to normal people. But at the same time, it is also kind of the type of thing that would happen to normal people. If that makes any sense? Nope, none at all. It's the superhero version of if your old girlfriend came back into your life and your new girlfriend had to interact with her. Or vice versa, if your old boyfriend came back into your life and your new boyfriend had to interact with her. What I love about this issue is it gives both creators a chance to shine. Brian Michael Bendis is great at many things, but you know he loves doing the relationship stuff. He loves doing the dialogue. And Spider-Woman and Hawkeye here, they get to be witty, they get to be emotional, they get to have fun, they get to give some weight, and they really shine as characters. Walt Simonson can draw anything, but he can draw the crap out of action scenes. So Spider-Woman and Hawkeye, two of the more physical Avengers, taking on these goons is just so perfectly rendered. This is Simonson's I believe is his last issue on Avengers and will not be on the final four issues that Brian's doing. I await being corrected by the legions of viewers. No, the final four issues. Oh, I'm is. actually it's looking at They're between Avengers and New Avengers. Got go. by Brandon Peterson, Mike Mayhew, Michael Gatos, and Carlos Pacheco. So there you go. I am never wrong. This is Simonson's final issue, and he, he really gets a nice showcase for his talents. Brian gets a nice showcase for his talents. 
it's one of those perfect bits of soup. So I really, really like this issue. It's just a fun one-off that's kind of a nice farewell to some of the stuff that's going on in Avengers and AVX, but also I think plant some nice seeds for the future. I like this Spider-Woman Hawkeye relationship. I want to see where it goes. Yeah, it was great. Jumping over to Avengers Academy, we have the final part of the final exam. A lot of finality in this. You get some really cool finesse moments. Who's got the task mastery abilities? You've got some important things happening for Stryker. Crucial stuff for Vale. Jeremy Briggs. You get big part for his tail and this whole thing. And Jeremy Briggs, I was reading the issue and I was like, what the hell are his powers? He's basically the Molecule Man. Yeah. yeah. Which is just terrifying and yeah. dangerous and that really comes to play in this issue. Another great one by Christos Gage and Tom Grummet and it's really cool. There's some super sad moments, some high moments. That's what this book is all about. It's the highs and the lows of that these characters face and it's really cool. And then we get a look at what's coming up next which is going to be the flag football game between the Jean Grey School and the Avengers Academy. Right, so you can't play tackle football if you're a superhero. Everyone would get hurt. Way too dangerous. Yeah. Kids. Watch out. Alright, up next we've got Daredevil, number 18 by Mark Wade and Chris Somney. I mean, look, guys, Daredevil has won every award. I think it won the Nobel Peace Prize it this won year. It the the Harveys, the Nobel Peace Prize, and the gold medal at the Olympics. Yep. actually outpaced Michael Phelps. Yeah, uh, suck it, Phelps. Destroyed him. Yeah. Come uh, on the podcast if you'd like. Sure. For a rebuttal. Totally. We've got Chris Somney just at the height of his powers. Right now, he is just incredible. His art is so good. Javier Rodriguez compliments him every step of the way. Mark Wade is doing great stuff. And this issue is really about mind-screwing with Matt Murdock and the world around him. And the thing I really liked about it was it doesn't feel like he's being messed with. He feels like he's going through his normal superheroing and he's, you know, detectivizing and doing all his stuff. But there's other things going on and like the big swerve and it's sort of like, oh, vertigo at the end. And crazy. Really, really good. I freaking love this book. I did an interview with Mark Wade a little while ago talking about the new villain who's debuting next issue, Mm -hmm. Coyote. 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 Who uh, we get some hints of in this issue, and this dude's gonna be so creepy. And Is that the guy of... on the back cover? Yeah. Oh. He looks terrifying. He's so scary. And he. He looks like a messed up Shakespeare dude. Yeah, yeah, we get. I love that. A lot of the stuff going on in this issue, you know, is, is indirectly attributed to him. So I'm really excited to actually meet him next issue. Yeah. That book is worthy of the accolades that it's received. Totes my goats. Dark Avengers number 181, the penultimate run of the Thunderbolts era of Dark Avengers, if you will. Jeff Parker, Neil Edwards, telling the parallel stories of the Dark Avengers evading Sharzad, while the Thunderbolts, who have been traveling through time for like five years now. I say that because this book comes out often enough that it seems like five years. It's a Tom Brennan book. I feel fine making jokes about it. <laughs> but the Thunderbolts have been on this crazy adventure through time, and now they're in this far-flung dystopic future, and they are trying to get home. There are events going on in the present that coincide with what's going on in them. It's time travel craziness. Luke Cage is trying to get stuff done. At the same time, we've got Hank Pym, U.S. Agent, Songbird, Mach 5, all trying to get to the heart of what caused all the problems that led to the Thunderbolts being displaced in time, that led to the situation where the Dark Avengers are in Sharzad and it might cause something that's going to completely destroy the world. There's a lot of political intrigue. There's a cameo by a very familiar character for Thunderbolts readers. There's a lot going on. The Edwards art is really cool. This is not a good jumping on issue. 
It is the second to last issue of this big story arc, and if you've been following Thunderbolts and Dark Avengers, it's going to be a great payoff for all of you. Also, Dark Tower, The Gunslinger, number four of five, written by Robin Firth and Peter David. Beautiful art by Alex Malev and Richard Eisenhoff. Continues the original stories from the Dark Tower universe version of Stephen King. This is actually the fourth issue of the Man in Black limited series. So if you're a Dark Tower fan who thought, hey, I finished the books, I got nowhere to go. Wrongo, bucko. You got more places to go. Thanks to us here at Mighty Marvel. You're welcome. Yeah. Over at Mighty Thor, number 20 by Matt Fraction, with art by Alan Davis, Mark Farmer, and Javier Rodriguez. We've got part four of Everything Burns, and really it's everything's going wrong for everyone. Yeah, everything's burning. It's just, hey, look, Thor's on fire and stuck in the essence of Surtur himself. Look at this this happy Loki picture. I love Alan Davis drawing everything, but I love him drawing Thor and Loki. I love how he makes kid Loki look so happy. Whimsical and innocent. Whimsical and innocent in one panel to the next. But then there's... Scowling. There's literally... From one panel to the next, yeah. it's like Loki heel turn. Yeah, yeah. right and there he goes no, from innocent Loki to oh no, that's the, the bad it's guy. There in the writing, but good lord, Alan Davis pulls yeah. that off like crazy. Yeah, this panel is just bad Loki. It says, and right. thus I have undone everything. Yeah, he's got it's like so he's, he's awesome. literally got like those eyes that Puss in Boots makes in those Shrek movies. I don't know what I mean, that's made by some other movie studio. He's probably gone out of business. But got these like little puppy dog eyes, and he's good Loki, and then just this mean scowling, yeah. like, little narrow eyes. Yes, and so he's totally turning the tables on some of the Asgardians. But then he goes over to Surtur, flips the script again, mm-hmm. triple crossing everybody. He he's scorecard. Yeah, I I don't know where he's going. It's great. Thor's basically like Thor's been on fire the entire issue. Yeah, it's messed up. What the hell? And big naked Surtur has a giant big old sword, oh, and then boom! Last page. If you've been following along with Journey to Mystery and the Mighty Thor, this is a big reveal, big part. Last two issues of Everything Burns coming up. You know it's going to get crazy. Everything Burns is that's a collection that's going on my shelf. That's just a story. Everything that, else you just throw in the trash? No, it'll go on my shelf with the other books that are already there. You jump from point A to point Q there. That's what I it do. Is, it's such a nice story that's one that I know like I'll pick up every year and just read it's not the executioner song of our time because I can't think of two more different stories but it is a seminal story in Marvel history in terms of my love of Marvel comics and I love it yes if that sums it up love New Mutants number 49 the penultimate issue of New Mutants and the ultimate issue conclusion of the fight the future story arc which has been mind-bogglingly crazy written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning Art by Felix Louise with Klebs. Klebs helps out on this one. What up, Klebs? We've also got Val Staples on colors, and I like calling out the art in these issues because, like I said, ever since Felix Louise took over, and I was not familiar with his work before this, he's got that Bill Sienkiewicz vibe to him. I think he's turned that up a, yeah. a ton for this story. And it's been so story. cool yeah, it's to been see great. on New Mutants. This is the final part of the storyline where basically for the last three to six issues, because it's been two story arcs, really, the New Mutants are trying to prevent this nightmare future where Cypher turns into a techno-organic monster who controls the world. They have been fighting him. They've been fighting the Hellions, who are dead, but Cypher unwittingly brought them back using his techno-organic virus. Karma died. A lot of other terrible stuff happened. They're stuck in a reality that's kind of like our own, but like one step over to the side and really terrible. So basically in this issue, it comes down to Danny Moonstar all her teammates are falling up the wayside. She has to become a Valkyrie again. She has to do some really tragic, horrible stuff in order to save reality. It is 
basically the biggest odds you can imagine. It's sad. You know, we love this book because it really tugs at the heartstrings. Well, in this one, it really just rips them out. And will everyone have a happy ending? I cannot promise you that because Dan Abbott and Andy Lanning are British, so they don't have normal human American feelings. So they may just, like, punch you in the rugby bone. Rugby bone. That's a new one. It's really hard. This is an emotional issue, but, oh, man, I love the art. And And that cover. Hello, Ryan. Look at how scary this cover is. Hello. That's my Danny Moonstar voice. She's British and Native American. Your turn. All right. On that note, we're over to Spider-Man number five by Brian Michael Bendis, Sarah Bacalli, and Justin Ponsor. I love this series, you guys. Oh, Seriously, God, this is such a good issue. I just I just want to set it on fire right now, but that would period. be hazardous to everyone. This is the it's final. Never you. No, no. This you. is the final part. Mysterio has to face the Ultimates, Ultimate Spider-Man, and our Peter Parker Spider-Man. Which, on the surface, would seem like a little bit of a mismatch. But they've really done Bendis and company have really done some cool stuff with making Mysterio a viable threat. Really super creepy and such a jerk, and really awesome in this series so you get a lot of crazy elements you finally get miles morales just taking him down doing what he needs to do some final fun stuff with mysterio and then really i think the best parts of this book are the interactions between all the different characters as they're talking as they're going through everything especially peter and miles oh man it's so good so so good cool ending for mysterio very curious to see how that will play out in the future and there's two great cliffhangers in this yeah one with what Peter was saying to Miles, and then what Peter says, uh, what Peter sees in the issue. Two things. Yeah, the final panel is awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's it totally a somewhere. Bendis jerk move. Yeah, and I, hope I, it, I hope it goes somewhere. Yeah. Bendis! On the train this morning, I read... I was reading it too! There you go. This morning? Yes! It was like, Link. All right, Thanos, the final threat. It's a one-shot. It's collecting some Jim Starlin stories. They're written and drawn by Jim Starlin, which, by the way... This dude can write and draw. Hell yes. Great art. It's an Avengers annual and a Marvel 2-in-1 annual from, let's say, 1977, to be precise. And it is the Avengers, Adam Warlock, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, The Thing, everyone against Thanos. And it's like Thanos' big gambit of the 70s. He has got all the Infinity Gems, before they were called the Infinity Gems, they're just the Soul Gems. And... Oh, man, it was so good. This pathos from Adam Warlock made me like Adam Warlock even more. Right? uh, It's like, because we've read Infinity Gauntlet, and this is basically the prequel to Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. 20 years earlier. Yeah. 10 years earlier. 15. 15 years earlier. And I never knew how it kind of led into it. It's so cool to read. It's like you have this story you love, and you get to read, all right, this is where it all came from, and this is why... Adam Warlock's such a tragic character, and this is why Thanos is such a big threat, and this is the stuff with Pip and Gamora, and and Starlin just knows how to, like, hit those emotional moments. Like, okay, this is the time Spider-Man needs to do something awesome. This is the time Iron Man needs to step up. This is why Captain Marvel was so highly regarded, not just by us, but by the, the Marvel heroes. This is where Thor gets his bit. This is where, you know, Moondragon is really cool. Oh, it's just this perfectly paced space opera everything feels so big so terrifying the threat just feels immense and it really actually makes me want to go back just as infinity gauntlet made me want to read this i now want to go back and read starlin's warlock stuff which i think we just started putting out because there's a lot of references in here to stories from there and just wow what he was doing back in the 70s is crazy this was next level stuff yeah it's so good and having 
being such a huge fan of the Infinity Gauntlet, this this was like the gift oh, that it really was. I never really enjoyed before. I didn't know what the hell it was when it came to our bundle, because sometimes we'll get these, like, you know, I, I like that we do these old one-shots collecting old stories, but you never really know. It's this mystery grab bag. So, yeah, to get this and to open it up and be like, oh, my God, it's Infinity Gauntlet number negative one. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So incredibly good, and... Ah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Really, stuff. really good. All right. Over to Ultimate Comics, <laughs> Spider-Man number 15 by Brian Michael Bendis. Incredible art by David Marquez with colors by Justin Ponsor. Really, this issue is a bit of a cool down for Miles. He's dealing with getting the web shooters from yeah. Aunt May. He's, you know, having fun times with Akanke at their school. But this is all in the midst of all the chaos that's going on throughout the country. So that paints the picture for what they have to go through, where they are in society. Then Miles has to deal with some personal things at home. And really, then, really cool moment where he wants to step up join the fight, become a bigger part of everything, and a really great last page. And I love what they always do with the to be continued. Yeah, it has a it has a very T V cinematic feel to it. It's great stuff. Love David Marquez book. really did a great job. I don't even know who he is. Like I know who he is, but where did he come from? Magic. What He's so good. He's so good. Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 15, a ginormous issue. If you've been exposed to mainstream press this week or just been on Marvel.com, you know something huge happens this issue. But once again, on This Week in Marvel, I'm going to buck the trend and not tell you what happened. Just yeah. Case. But this is the conclusion to Divided We Fall. It has the Ultimates sitting around in this divided United States and basically being told by the interim president, don't do anything. Because there's an emergency re-election coming up, and I don't want you guys to screw up my chances of winning. Like, just a jerk politician move. Totes. You've got this guy, Morez, who's running around stoking the fires of all these various factions. And you've got... The book opens with this poor family trying to get into the new Western Republic of California and getting straight up murdered by these peacekeeping robots. So... Captain America sitting around watching all this and just being like, this is terrible. I'm Captain America. Why am I out there doing something? And just has some awesome moments where the president's just like, Cap, don't you do anything. Don't you do anything. Cap's just like, respectfully, sir, I am going to go and kick ass. I don't know if those are the exact lines. I'm paraphrasing. So Captain America mobilizes the Ultimates. They go to California. They start getting stuff done. This is what the country wants. They are sick of all these politicians squabbling. They're sick of all the... Basically, in the Ultimate Comics universe, the United States has been divided into like five different countries. And they're like, we don't want to come back together. We want to go under someone we believe in. So the subplot running through all this is they're having this emergency election and they see Captain America on the news doing all this good stuff. And they're like, hey, you know what? Emergency election, we can do a write-in candidate. Maybe we should think about something here. And of course, that leads to the big ending, which I'm still not going to spoil, even though I have basically written it out and telegraphed it for you at this point. But... This is written by Sam Humphreys, drawn by Billy Tan. It made me feel good. It, made me, it was a feel-good comic. It was like, yeah, heroes standing up and doing stuff they believe in. People believe in them. Like, like there'd be a great montage, some yeah. kick-ass 80s music. Classic Humphreys. Classic. Humphreys would love that. I, uh, I spoke to Sam. We have an interview up on the site about this issue, so go check that out. But yeah, it's, it's totally that. It's like, you know, in a lot of comics these days, we read, and it's interesting stories about, like, oh, the public doesn't believe in heroes, and dark and gritty and pathos and there's nowhere darker than the ultimate comics universe right now so it's kind of cool to see these guys just being like screw that 
we're heroes. We're going to go do heroic stuff. And then the crowd actually cheered him on. So that's kind of neat. Totally. Way to go against the grain, Sam Humphreys. Yeah. Before we get to the next comic, which actually is mine, I'm going to note that even though we're not talking about it because it's a Max book, Untold Tales of Punisher Max number four by Nathan Edmondson and artist Fernando Blanco is also out this week. So if you're of age, check that out. And finally for me, we've got over in Venom number 25, written by Colin Bunn, art by Tony Silas, the conclusion of the Monsters of Evil arc, which establishes a bit of a new status quo for Venom, which I found very interesting. Definitely roots him for the near future in the mystic. It establishes that he has gained some abilities which are going to help him in terms of a big plot that our boy Damon Hellstrom outlines here. There are some really big things coming. He fights these giant crazy monsters that Colin Bunn comes up with. There's like a space worm, Egyptian sphinx who comes to life. Duh, obviously. All these, all these bizarre concepts that Colin Bunn comes up with. But at the same time, Venom is learning more about his current nature. He also has this great scene where I loved where it's just Venom needs like a boost. So he's like, all right, I got to think happy thoughts. And he tries to think about what can make it out. He thinks about his mother and says, no, I can't nope. do that. Not my girlfriend because mm-hmm. she dumped me. And he just says, like, man, like, or he says, like, high school was terrible. So Venom, I like how, you know, we've got Spider-Man. Good old Spider-Man, you know, down on his luck a little bit. Always things work out for him. Then we've got Kane, who is like the jerk Spider-Man, who is just like, oh, I'm so obnoxious. After I save this girl, I'm going to sleep with her. And we've got Venom, who's just like mondo depresso Spider-Man, who's just like, everything is terrible. I am the most depressed superhero ever. Life is worse for me than anyone else. Oh, well, I'm going to go out and fight these devil creatures. So I think they have very different characters out there in having the Marvel Universe. And if anything, I'm very excited to see what comes next for Venom because some of the stuff they teed up here is very cool. But first, he's got to get through the Tom Brennan edited Minimum Carnage. Dun, dun, dun. All right, over into X-Factor number 244, written by Peter David, art by Leonard Kirk. This is part four of Breaking Points, the penultimate part of this series. Crazy stuff happened to Polaris, Strong Guy, and Wolfsbane. This issue is primarily about Banshee, and what I liked about it, you really get a sense that the Breaking Points arc isn't all about just, like, hurting these people and, you know, doing bad things to these people. It's about changing these people. So Banshee gets a huge status quo change here and actually affects some of the other members of the team and really sets up, you know, the end of this arc, which is, I believe, going to be Madrox-focused. And it's just really different stuff than you've seen for character like Banshee. And it's really cool. I just, I don't want to give too much away in talking about this. Gorgeous art, as always, by Leonard Kirk. Great stuff by Peter David. You know what? And I forgot to read oh, what... Yeah, I got... a one this week. Yeah. This month. When I was a kid and I was reading X-Force, I had a crush on Siren because she was this cool redheaded chick and this issue was very bittersweet for me because mm-hmm. I'm happy to see some of the stuff that happens to her but she's definitely not the girl I fell in love with when I was like 12. Right. So, you know. That happens. Things are real here on This Week in Marvel. Yeah, um, bring a tissue. Yeah, bring a tissue. Cry. Yeah, for crying, not for, come on, man. What? Jason, what did you say? Jason, don't. That's horrible. That's first time on the podcast. My God, you ruined this podcast. Don't drag this down. All right, it's time to select our twin of the week picks, Mr. Panagos. Oof, it's tough. It's between Spider-Man and Daredevil and Ultimate Comics Spider-Man and even Thanos, just and like Avengers. I'm going to put something out there. I'm going to say that 
Thanos' final threat is up there for me, but because it's a reprint, yeah. I'm going to put an asterisk next to it. Yes. So it, 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 Fair it is enough. not in contention for Tomb of the Week. Agreed. Even though we both agree that it very possibly could have taken it. Yes. I think it's tough. I'm between Daredevil and Spider-Man. I'm going to agree with you on those, but I am going to say, for me, my big two are Ultimate Comics Spider-Man and Avengers, which I really, really yeah. liked. So it's okay. a it's a smaller week, but it's a really yeah. strong good week, which Packed is great. With a punch, yeah, it's terrific. Hawaiian punch. Jason, what about you? Listening to us, what would you say is the one you choose? Out of all these, yeah, I probably would go with Spider Man. I love Spider Man, to be honest. Okay, all right, very good. First pick, excellent, Jason, big time. Yes, you are here. All right, so now we're going over to the collections on sale. Was, we did this so early this week that we didn't even have Max Beckham available. And so I had to scour like three different sites to make sure because I felt very nervous without the aid of Max Beckman. So Max Beckman, that's how much we value you. I was like, okay, I have a list, but I want to double check it and then triple check it. And this is what I came up with. So we have Captain America and Hawkeye in trade paperback. Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 3, Hardcover. Deadpool, Volume 10, Evil Deadpool in trade paperback. Invincible Iron Man, Volume 10, Long Way Down, Hardcover. John Carter, The Gods of Mars, trade paperback. Journey into Mystery, Volume 2, Fear Itself, Fallout, trade paperback. Marvel Masterworks, Atlas Era, Tales of Suspense, Volume 4, Hardcover. The Punisher by Greg Rucka, Volume 2, trade paperback. Spider-Man, Spider Island, trade paperback. Uncanny X-Men by Kieran Gillen, Volume 3, Hardcover. Venom Circle of Four, Trade Paperback. Winter Soldier, Volume 1, The Longest Winter, Trade Paperback. Wolverine, Goodbye Chinatown, Trade Paperback. X-Factor, Volume 15, They Keep Killing Mad Drops, Trade Paperback. And X-Men, The Wedding of Cyclops and Phoenix, Trade Paperback. That is almost certainly an inaccurate list. Yeah, that has to be more like than... Because there's 8 million things on there. But let's say that's, what I found. that's more that's or less what, what you're going to get. I'm going to say disclaimer go out there and look for yourself before going to your comic book store so you don't blame us when you show up wanting one of these and they're not there. Yeah. But I did my best. Max, come back to us. We need you. <laughs> I don't think he's gone anywhere. We're so, we're so hopeless without you. <laughs> Based on this list, yeah. there are so many books to, to get. Well, there Wolverine are Goodbye. Books there, so. Wolverine Goodbye Chinatown. There Daredevil. are more trades than single issues. I know. Daredevil, John Carter, The Punisher, Spider Island, Uncanny X-Men. Just so many good, Uh, credible books. And also, can we just talk about it for a second? Yeah. The X-Men, The Wedding of Cyclops and Phoenix. So good. It's 9,000 pages long. The Wedding is one issue long. Oh, man. It's so good. Ryan got this in his stack last week, and we paused whatever we were doing for like 20 minutes to just gaze on everything that was in this collection. It's so big. And I was like, how could it be that big? There's one issue of Cyclops and Phoenix Game Mary. I'm like, oh, it probably has, you know, the adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix where they're their honeymoon and maybe the further adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. Neither of those series are contained in this 9,000-page tome. My hat is off to our collected editions department. Yeah. They did a great job on this. They could do a second volume. They really could. There's enough material for a second volume of this. They are geniuses. Yeah. On to the digital comics released on the Marvel app for this week. We've got Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, numbers 1 through 4. That was a great limited series. Mm. Supervillain Team-Up, Modox 11, number 1 through 5. Mm. Really love that one. Yeah, I remember we were covering that way back in our previous occupations yeah that's fun well you were i was here really I yeah thought you were there no okay and then a nice run of uncanny x-men numbers 26 through 42 from the, the original, original series 
Really cool stuff. Then World War Hulk after Smash, number one, and issue 73 and 74 of Wolverine. Also on the gap this week, we have everything we discussed in the normal print comics on sale with the exception of Dark Tower and Untold Tales of Punisher Max, as well as Thanos is not on there as well. Yes, it is. Oh, there it is. Yep. It's all... Yeah. It's just not in... Uh, I didn't realize. No, it's just because yeah. we get to tea like that quickly because there's so many like U's and X's this week. Yeah. Can I, I will give a nice shout-out to mm-hmm. Goldfish and Torso that are part of our Icon line. Those are creator-owned books by Brian Michael Bendis. If you've never read Goldfish or Torso, I don't even know who you are. You better read those. They are terrific. Really, 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 really good from before Bendis became super duper superstar Bendis. Yeah. His He's indie books. That, normal guy Bendis. Yeah, just normal working at a newspaper, drawing really terribly. Brian Michael Bendis. Ouch. These are great comics. You gotta read those. Okay, and finally, the collections available on the app this week Ant Man and Wasp, Small World, Avengers Red Zone, Captain America, Road to Reborn, Heroes Reborn, Iron Man. Invincible Iron Man Volume 7, My Monsters, and Thor Iron Man God Complex. I thought Ant-Man and Wasp was a really... That was great. Yeah, was Super great, underrated. Underrated little series when we did it by Tim Seeley. Much props to that. You should check out Ant-Man yes. and Wasp Small World. Totally. And over in Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited, we've got a bunch of new books for you this week, including Iron Man number 107 through 111 from the original series. Spider-Man number 56 through 60 from the Adjective List series. Warlock number 10. Just throwing that in there because mm-hmm. we can. Wow. West Coast Avengers, numbers 1 through 4. Tales of Suspense, numbers 21 through 25. And Tales to Astonish, 22 through 26. That's an awesome group of books. Yeah. Just a really diverse lot. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. All right, time to kick it over to Strami, who will talk about new video games, movies, animation, maybe some toys, some crazy stuff coming who up knows? his way. Who knows with Strami? Welcome back this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Mark Strom, a.k.a. Stromy, coming to you, as always, from egregiously hot Los Angeles, bringing you everything Marvel movie, TV, games for this week in Marvel. And I am joined today by my delightful intern, Juan Vaca. Hi, Mark. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Hello, Juan. Juan just started with me about a week ago, I think. So we're still breaking him in, and his spirit is still strong and peppy, and we'll see what we can do about that. But this week in games, we've got some very, very awesome stuff going on. In Marvel Avengers Alliance, we are launching Special Operation 3. And this is a very cool special op because it revolves around Avengers versus X-Men, which is some massive, massive storyline that I hope you're all reading because it is incredible. And for this, basically, the Phoenix Five come about and they have powers and they start fighting against the Avengers. And for this special operation, you are sent in as an agent to try and resolve the situation Nick Fury has tasked you to do this because he doesn't want S.H.I.E.L.D. to get involved directly. So it's got a couple of really cool features. The first is that for each mission in the special operation, you have to choose a side. You have to choose whether or not you're with the Avengers or the X-Men. And depending on what you choose, you might not have certain characters available for you to deploy inside that mission. Of course, it's only temporary. It's only for that mission. As soon as you complete that mission and move on to the next, you can choose all over again. 
This, much like the previous special operation, is built around certain tasks and certain missions. So you basically have to fulfill 25 of these missions in order to get the reward character, which this time is magic, into her full-on awesome Phoenix Five outfit. And along the way, at the end of every five-mission increment, you also get another reward. So you get a different weapon, a different tool. You get something as you go along every five missions, and it makes it really worth it, and you keep on going through, and eventually at the very end, you get magic. And there is one alteration to the Avengers vs. X-Men story, which is that the Phoenix Five are now Cyclops, Magic, Colossus, Emma Frost, and Jean Grey as Dark Phoenix, because for those of you playing Marvel Avengers Alliance, you know that Phoenix is already a character in the game. She's a character that I have actually used many, many times because she's phenomenal. She's a blaster. But since she already existed in the storyline, they decided to make her dark rather than take away her powers. So she replaces Namor in the Marvel Avengers Alliance version of Avengers vs. X-Men. Check it out right now. Just go to Facebook and plug Marvel Avengers Alliance into a search tab. It'll lead you right to it. Juan is indicating that he has something to add. Also, for the very first time, you get to leave New York. That's kind of a big deal, too. So you actually get to go to new San Francisco and actually have new locations such as Utopia and Alcatraz, and that's going to be some really great settings. Very good. Very good point, Juan. We do have some new mission maps in this. I've had a chance to take a peek at them. They look great. And, yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything Avengers Alliance and moving on to... New episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man and the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which of course premiere this Sunday morning beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. It all kicks off with a new episode of Ultimate Spider-Man entitled I Am Spider-Man. Why don't you give us a little recap? It's a great episode. It basically starts off as Peter taking off his mask and saying, I am Spider-Man. And you're thinking, what, what is he doing? He's not ready to tell everyone his role. But then you come to find out that it's actually been a musical. And it's quite the revelation. There's some great lyrics. There's great setup. Uh, I believe Mary Jane actually wrote it. There's some great songs and some great taglines, which we should probably mention. You just got bit. <laughs> nice. Yep, and of course, in true Ultimate Spider-Man fashion, things quickly go awry. But you'll have to see the episode for yourself this same morning to learn just what happens. And then, of course, after that, we have a new episode of Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes called Code Red, which pays off one of the subplots that has been boiling around in the background through much of Season 2, revolving around Del Rusk. And if you've read the comics, and specifically some uh, Avengers comics from the early 2000s, you may already know Del Rusk's secret. If uh, you haven't and you want a hint, I will tell you that's all in his name. Del Rusk. Del, Del Rusk. Rusk. Yes. Yes. Del Rusk. Don't Del give Rusk. it away, Juan. Don't give it away. It's great, though. It's an incredible episode. And, yeah, you should check out 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday inside Marvel Universe and Disney XD. 
So that pretty much covers everything going on this week. Juan and I will be back with you momentarily. And until then, I send you back to those fine lads in New York. All right, Strami, thank you very much. Time for news. Ben, start us off. We have had a ton of Marvel Now updates. As we have promised you guys from the start, we're going to be bringing you new Marvel Now stuff literally every day. So go to the Marvel Now homepage, marvel.com slash marvelnow. Check out all the art, all the teases we've released. We've put out pencil pages, colored pages, covers. So much stuff is going to get you excited. But also, via Q&As, we announced officially four new titles this week. And they are Thunderbolts by Daniel Way and Steve Dillon. We spoke to Daniel about that. Avengers Arena, which is going to be a out-of-the-gate crazy blockbuster book. It's written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Kev Walker. We spoke to Dennis about that. We also spoke to Dennis about Cable and X-Force, which I know you're excited about. Oh, yeah. It's going to be illustrated by Salvador La Roca. And finally, this week, we announced Uncanny X-Force continuing with a new number one by none other than Sam Humphreys and Ron Garney. We spoke to Sam about that, and that is a super cool book. For... Really awesome books. You know, we got kind of the marquee books last time. You know, your Captain Americas, your Avengers, your X-Men, your stuff like that. These books have really cool concepts, and they're going to really take some people by surprise, and they're going to be awesome. Just the way Uncanny X-Force and Remender started it out, I think people were just like, okay, it's another X-Men book. It turned out to be one of the best books, if not the best book, the last couple of years. Yeah, it's incredible. A lot of these are going to hit the same way. All of them have eventually hit that way, so get on board early. Yeah. There was a death last week. In Avengers vs. X-Men number 11. I am still not going to say it unless it somehow comes up in the questions, in which case we will address it. But I spoke to Brian Michael Bendis about it. It's a big one. It is not just a big one for Avengers vs. X-Men. I was reading Uncanny Avengers number one the other day. That's right. I was looking at the black and whites that you sent me. I didn't get get a chance to read all of it, but it's freaking gorgeous. Holy moly. When you get to the last page, you'll see how... I I did go to the last page. I'm not going to say it. I did go to the last page because you you, you mentioned it. I remember hearing about that. I was like, oh boy. Needless to say, the death that took place in AVX number 11 last week is not limited to AVX. It is going to have some major fall in Uncanny Avengers and in a lot of other titles as we go. We're also counting down to Amazing Spider-Man number 700. It's going to be a crazy issue. You're not going to believe how this one ends. It sets up ridiculous stuff. For Pizza Spider-Man. World is the crossover pizza that World spins out of it. Pizza World is straight out of this. It's the story Dan Slott was born to write. It's about pizza. Dan Slott's actually scared, like legitimately scared, that how people are going to react oh, yeah. to the end of this issue. So he's like getting his like doomsday bunker ready. But we spoke to him last week about things other than that. When does 700 come out? Up. 700 is out in December. Is that what the last book of the year or something like that? Something like that. So we spoke to Dan Slott about that, and then we also spoke to Jam Dematius, who is going to be also contributing a story to number 700, which is a very big deal. Very cool. Also, just want to make a note that we had the band Bad Books come through last week. That's Kevin Devine, who I know many of you recognize. He's a great indie artist, as well as members of Manchester Orchestra. We had them in for a tour, and we recorded an episode of This Week in Marvel, so look for that. We had Brian Posehn, who is super famous actor and comedian, as well as co-writer of the upcoming Deadpool comic i just watched a movie this weekend and brian Posehn was in it. i was like hey i just met him on friday nice the movie wasn't very good oh but but he was excellent of course but we had him in here and really i interviewed him for this week in marvel not about deadpool really it was just about him and loving comics and being a, like a geek about all this, the different stuff he's geeky about we talk a lot about horror movies and some metal and really cool stuff i actually it was one of my 
favorite interviews. I'm a fan of his comedy and his career, as well as all the stuff that he's into. So that was a lot of fun. We'll probably have him and Jerry Dugan for a separate episode of This Week in Marvel where we talk about Deadpool specifically, but this one is going to be fun. And then today, in a little while, we have Jim Gaffigan, the comedian, coming through Marvel for a tour and all this other stuff because Blake is a celebrity stalker, Mm -hmm. and he met him somewhere last week and invited him here to Marvel. outside of his house. Yeah, probably. Like, oh, you're Jim Gaffigan. This is your house. hanging out in your driveway. Sure. coincidence. Hot pockets. And then, yeah, so we're going to have Jim here for an episode of This Week in Marvel and some fun stuff. Upcoming on This Week in Marvel, let everybody know who doesn't listen. We have two episodes of our .5 podcast coming up with Avengers-related stuff, movie Avengers-related stuff that... One of them with producer Jeremy Latcham, the other one with producer Brad Winterbaum, and they're going to give you tons of behind-the-scenes stuff, stuff that I didn't even know when I did these interviews. It was really cool, really getting a history of Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe that probably haven't heard anywhere else, so I'm very excited for those. Very, very cool stuff. All right, so let's kick it over to Mark for more news. Welcome back, welcome back. Once again, this week in Marvelites, Strami and Juan coming at you once again from, as I said before, egregiously hot Los Angeles with some news for this week in Marvel in movies, TV, and video games. And for movies, of course, the big news is that we are very, very close to Marvel's The Avengers coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. It hit shelves next Tuesday, September 25th. So all week long, we've been celebrating the impending release with a series of articles until designing The Avengers last week. We had articles on Black Widow and Thor and Loki, and this week we had articles on Nick Fury and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we should be having more articles on Captain America and the Hulk. Oh, and Hawkeye. We have Hawkeye as well. And we actually previously ran the Iron Man one some time ago, and I will probably be rerunning that or relinking out to that since that's also a key part of this. And in more Avengers news, we have been showing off some retailer exclusives for the Blu-ray. For instance, if you purchase it at Target, if you purchase the special Target edition of the Blu-ray, you get an extra disc that has a seven-part featurette on it that looks at the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the history of Marvel Studios, goes all the way back to the beginnings of filming Iron Man 1, all the way through Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, and of course, a small indie budget flick called Marvel's The Avengers that you may or may not have heard of. And at Walmart, if you buy the Walmart-exclusive Blu-ray packaged with it, you get an original graphic novel, Avengers Season 1, which was written by Peter David, who many comics fans know. He currently writes X-Factor. He's going on like 100 issues of X-Factor. He, of course, had a 13-year run on The Incredible Hulk. He's written 
Spider-Man. He's ran pretty much every single character in the entire Marvel Universe at one point or another. So it's pretty good is what you're telling me. It's pretty good. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty good. It, of course, looks at the early days of the Avengers, much like the other Season 1 graphic novels that we've been releasing, all of which have been fantastic so far, and you should definitely check out. We also had a This Week in Marvel mini this week, talking with Marvel Studios Director of Development, Brad Winderbaum, who also served as the producer for Marvel One-Shot Item 47, which is available exclusively on the Marvel's The Avengers Blu-ray, and which I've seen multiple times. I was lucky enough to be at the premiere of it at San Diego Comic-Con back in July and met with a very, very good reaction from the audience. The premise is that sort of this Bonnie and Clyde couple in the Marvel Cinematic Universe stumble across a weapon, a Chitauri weapon left over from the Battle of New York and get it working again and decide to go around the country robbing banks with it. Which, I don't know. I mean, if you got Chitauri weapons, is that what you would do with the wand? I probably wouldn't. I would probably try to keep it in my room as a keepsake. You're, and... you're, you're a better person than I am because I would totally use it to go around robbing banks. I would just show so. off to my friends. No, I'd, I'd rob the banks. Moving from movies to video games... Marvel vs. Capcom Origins, of course, comes out on PlayStation Network on September 25th, Xbox Live Arcade September 26th. This is a combo of the original Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel Super Heroes, which was Capcom's first Marvel fighting game. Maybe their second. Was was X-Men vs. Street Fighter their first one, Juan? I think it was. I think it was. I think Marvel Super Heroes was actually their second Marvel fighting game. But it brings those two together. We've been doing profiles of all the characters, Marvel characters featured in both games. Of course, Capcom over at Capcom Unity has have been doing some really great profiles of all the Capcom characters from the game. On Tuesday, we ran a profile of Gambit, Magneto, and Psylocke. And on Friday, we will be running profiles of Sentinel and my personal favorite, Onslaught. And you do not know who Onslaught is, do you, Juan? I forgot. Can you please elaborate? Onslaught is what happens when Professor Xavier mind-wipes Magneto. Magneto's a little portion of his mind gets planted inside Xavier's mind, and then as a result, Xavier goes insane and becomes Onslaught, and one of my favorite childhood stories from the 90s. You, sir, have some homework that I am going I will, to be giving you. I will you. definitely read it, and I'm going to be really excited to read about the origins <laughs> on the website. Excellent. So with that, I think we will be leaving you and sending you back once more to those fine, fine gentlemen in New York. But don't worry, I will be back next week with either Christina or Juan. And until then, I hope you all have a jolly good weekend and a jolly good week after that and I will speak to you again next week till then alrighty thank you Stromulus now it's time for this week in Marvel questions and comments so guys if you have questions and comments about the show or about Marvel in general that you want us to address on a future episode tweet them to us using the hashtag this week in Marvel you can just send them with the hashtag you don't have to include our names but if you want to our twitter names are at agent m at ben j morse at Strami and at Blake Garris. 
We're going to jump right into it with a couple questions, comments from at Dirty Lash. Squirrel Boy tweets, Loving Avengers Initiative. How far are you guys? Glad we got a mention in the credits. So I think Strami and myself got mentioned in the credits for the Avengers Initiative game, which is available on iOS and Android now. And it's a super fun game. Having a lot of fun with it. I'm not that far with it just because I haven't been using my iPad too much lately. I've been working on some other stuff. But yeah, it, it gets really hard, guys. So hopefully you can get past Abomination. Dude is tough. More from Dirty Lash tweets to Hawkeye UK says, Thanks for the follow. I hope we can put the This Week in Marvel UK rivalry to one side. Congrats on the baby. Look at that. Yeah. That is awesome. And look, Hawkeye UK's reply is, Thanks, man. We can now consider the This Week in Marvel British Civil War at an end. All right. That's beautiful. I love it. You know, I'm kind of glad Blake isn't here. Yeah. Because you know he would say something like, Ugh. He'd just be angry that they're not fighting anymore. Yeah. But I think that's great. Good for you guys. Go enjoy some biscuits. And beans. That, those are cookies yeah. to to the Americans. Sorry, I apologize. You guys go enjoy some biscuits and tea and, and have a nice time. And- crumpets, crumpets, crump. All right, so a couple from Dr. Underscore Spidey. Scott tweets, Vote for Aunt May as a playable character in Avengers Alliance. A barrage of damaging wheat cakes. Think of the possibilities. Is there voting open? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> but stuff like that, I was thinking about this earlier last week. Like, what would be cool April Fool's Day things that they could do in this game because there, there's tons of stuff so i talk to people who work on the game all the time so it might be fun to throw in a variety of ideas maybe and may maybe not we'll see. I'd, I'd see that. yeah more from scott i'm loving the fact that avengers alliance and avengers initiative are set in the same gaming universe yep scott we're officially calling it the marvel gaming universe waiting on what's coming up next because i think there are two more games that i know of in the mgu Not that we've announced them, but, you know, this is a living, breathing, growing universe. You will see more. It will continue to grow. Marvel XP is the the, the thread that will keep it all together. And if if you guys didn't check it out, if you have access to Marvel XP on Avengers Initiative or Avengers Alliance, go in there. You can read a brand new original story by writer Alex Irvine with some art by Marco Jurchevic that is free. There's four parts to it. It's about Constrictor. Super duper cool. Speaking of which, Scott's next tweet is Goodreads on Marvel XP by at Alex Irvine, accessible on both Avengers Alliance and Avengers Initiative. Dude knows his history. Bam! There you go. Synergy. And I want to say a special thanks to Dr. Scott McElroy for uh, showing concern this weekend over the fact that I... Missed my dentist appointment. You missed your dentist appointment? I did. I was out till 2 in the morning on Friday night working. I was playing Mortal Kombat with my friend, and we beat the game. And then How was... do you beat? You just beat the original Mortal Kombat? No, the 2011 one for Xbox. There's an actual like mode where you can work as a tag team uh-huh. and go all the way up. It's really gross and really violent and really sick, and my, my buddy had been bugging me to play it for a while. So I was like, all right, but i got to go home early tonight because I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. So I got home at like 2.30 in the morning. And I called my dentist, and I was like, hey. At 2.30 in the morning? I left a message on their office answering machine. Because here's the thing. I moved, you know, I moved a few months ago, but yeah. I kept my same dentist because I really like them. So okay. I'm like 45 minutes away from my Ooh, dentist now. Yeah. But I'm like, no problem. I go and see them twice a year for a checkup because I take very good care of my teeth. Excellent. So I'm going to go and see them, but I'm just like, I am too tired to get up tomorrow morning. I am, so I just call them and say, like, hey, you know, charge me the cancellation fee. Do whatever you got to do. And... Dr. Scott was very concerned that I was missing my appointment, and 
I called them the next day, and I said, I'm very sorry. They said, oh, no problem. We understand. I actually told them the legit story. I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was out late playing video games, and I live far away now, so I just was too tired to get up today. Do you guys want to charge me? Cancel the other? No, no, that's no problem. We'll just reschedule. I rescheduled my appointment, Dr. Scott. I'm going in next month, and my teeth are completely taken care of, and I beat Mortal Kombat. Wow, you had a weekend. What a story, huh? Right? That was just Friday night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, got, it just got better. We got more from Dr. <laughs> underscore Spidey. says... I just finished this week in Marvel episode number 46. Ben J. Morris astounds again with knowledge of the Marvel U. Has he read every single volume of the official handbook? I don't think I've read any volumes of the official handbook. You just read a lot of comics. I just read a lot of comics, and I just have this weird brain retention. Although, strangely, I can't remember like any details about my friends or family, like where they went to college or what they do for a living. But You I, remember the important stuff. Yeah, I know, I know the stuff I need to know for my job. Yeah. Another one from Dr. Underscore Spidey says, Episode 50 is coming up pretty fast. Any chance of live streaming that episode in celebration of reaching that milestone? It's funny you say that. We were talking about this earlier. I was trying to place out where yeah. episode 50 will be. So 47 will be the 20, around the Avengers weekday. No, this is 47. Yeah. 48 will be Avengers week. 49 will be the first week in October. And then 50 is, I believe, the week of New York Comic Con. So... That's a that provides a whole host of possibilities. Yeah. We may do we may want to do a live episode at New York Comic Con of this week in Marvel. Yeah. We we're gonna have everything set up anyway. It might prove to be really fun, and we can still record idea. it. The problem is we'll have to release the audio version later. a little bit later because we won't have anyone to do it right the then. The audio version will be our point five the next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Blake would like that. So, a lot of possibilities. Guys, if you want us to do a live streaming video version of This Week in Marvel for episode 50 with a later version of the audio, tweet us. Let us know what you think about that one. I assume everyone's going to say yes. You don't assume. It's a great idea. It is. At Dalla Dilata, Aaron D. Laughter. This Week in Marvel, coolest Marvel Now costume design goes to Dr. Nemesis of Cable and X-Force, hashtag looking like a boss. Yeah, Dr. Nemesis is a very un-Dr. Nemesis look. He's ditching the scrub whites and the fedora. He's letting his long white hair flow. He's got kind of a Cable-esque armor costume. It's very different. Salvador La Roca design. All those Cable and X-Force designs are very neat. Love that team. Yeah, definitely check that. It's a cool team. The Cable, Domino, Colossus, Dr. Nemesis, and Forge. Yeah, Forge um, is going to get his. And Forge. And that's just who's on the first cover. That's yeah. not to say that's the full lineup. It's a neat little lineup. Yeah. I know Dennis Hobles picked them all for a reason. Dennis is awesome. At Gay Comic Guy, Gay Comic Geek, whatever happened to the new Cloak and Dagger status quo established in Spider Island where they switched roles? Any plans? It just so happens I was reading an outline for a Marvel Now book last week, and there are imminent Cloak and Dagger plans that do touch on the events of their Spider Island story. So, you're going to get that sooner rather than later. Cool. At Hawkeye UK, pick of the week is definitely ADX number 11. Scott Summers is a... I don't think we can say that. D-bag. We he's, can he's say D-bag. D-bag. Can't say the full thing on the podcast, but he's, he's kind of a jerk. Not a great guy. <laughs> in your opinion. Also from Hawkeye UK, oh my god, the ending to the new Avengers Assemble comic, hashtag Thanos is a beast. Oh yeah. That's true. At Hawkeye UK finally says, although I, we may have more from him, I don't know, we're doing, no, we're doing we crazy back and forth here. All right, Hawkeye UK, 
Which issue is it where Scar throws Juggernaut into space? That is an issue of Incredible Hulks. I don't know when it was still Incredible Hulk, right after number 600. I don't know the exact issue number, but it was written by Greg Pak. It was drawn by Ariel Olivetti. That's the Banner and Sun arc. So go pick that arc up, and in the course of that, you get to see Scar versus a lot of heavy hitters. It was a very cool story arc, but Juggernaut is one of them. Yeah. I missed a tweet by at Dirty Lash. He said, ah. OMG, I think I have died and gone to heaven. Avengers Arena, Battle Royale plus Avengers Academy. I want to punch it. Yeah. That so, is going to be a great book. That's going to really be a lot of fun. I have high hopes for Avengers Arena. Yep. All right. So we've got a couple from HWView. Haywood tweets, OMG, Avengers 11, brawls, heel turn, death, destruction, and leaves you wanting more. And did Heyman Hustle have a hand in this? It's possible. <laughs> you it's never a know. It's very Paul Heyman-esque booked issue. And I know Nick Lowe, editor, has been very busy cutting off for sudden trips to Nashville. So, you know, he may have needed a fill-in there. Yes, totally. Yeah, Nick will not be crashing today's podcast because he is in uh, Music City. Yep. Living the dream. Living the dream. Missing meetings that he set up a week before. Yep. Another one from at HWView says, And damn, two more weeks to the most important Blu-ray release of the year. Avengers the movie. Year. Hashtag best film in the world. Of the millennium. Millennium. Of the history. You know, Haywood, folks in the UK already have their copies because I've been seeing people tweet about it oh all morning God. long. It's been great. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, If one of the things I noticed, if you had ordered the Avengers, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1 box set from Amazon during a certain period of time. You may be able to be eligible for a free copy of the Blu-ray DVD release as a make good because we're you know pushing the release back into spring. We're going to make it bigger and better and more awesome for you guys. But for now, hopefully you get something now. All right. More from HWView tweets, Cable back with X-Force equals two awesome stuff and with LaRocca just icing on the cake. Hashtag Forge rocks. Uh, he's back with X Force, but it's a whole new X Force, so you know. Forge rocks. Yeah. Okay. We'll uh, see. We'll see if that trends. One more. We'll see it happening. One more from HWView says, "Run Pig Run" is a great episode and should be considered the number one Marvel animated show ever made. That yes. is in yesterday's episode of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was a fun, fun episode. At James H Harrison. If Banshee had sonic farts instead of sonic voice, would his name be Crop Duster? <laughs> that is the worst and best it's, it's question worst. we've ever it's gotten. Just the worst. The level of discourse we have on this week in Marvel has just been plummeted into the basement. Five and twin I, points to James Harrison. To dignify that. I don't need to take no twins of marriage. Just think about your life. Think about where how you got to this point. At Johnny T Impulse, Kyle Charles. Hey, Agent M, do you know when the Avengers mobile game will be available in the UK? That's a great question, Kyle. I don't yet. Let's tweet that to me and Strami separately without this week in Marvel hashtag, and I will put an inquiry in when we're offline. Okay. Online. Okay. Not now. Okay. We've got a few coming up from Atlex Pendragon. Next Avenger Alliance update I'd want would be to let us make our agent have an FF, X-Men, Phoenix, or Avengers costume. That's a pretty cool idea. You to customize your agent's costume yeah. so they're not necessarily S.H.I.E.L.D. Should pass that along to the, the powers that be. That's neat. More from Lex Pendragon. Just finished Scarlet Spider number nine. This book gets better and better. More spelled M O A R. Internet. That's the wrong spelling, Lex. It's M O R E. Learn something. You and James Harrison. Go to school. Now, now. A little conversation between uh, Lex Pendragon, our favorite dentist, Dr. Spidey. 
says, for me, it's mowing the lawn. I associate this week in Marvel with the backyard now because Lex Pendragon mows the lawn while he listens to us. So that's terrific. I love that. the lawn every week. I'm so glad I don't have a lawn. And Dr. Spidey says, that's hilarious. So the more This Week in Marvel episodes, the more beautification of your backyard. Hashtag win. Perfect. Fantastic. Looks like we have one more from Lex Pendragon. Yeah. Tweets. I was, I was just going to read it. Oh, but go for it. No, I had it all queued up over here. Go. Queued up. Yeah. Spec Ops 3 is Avengers versus X-Men. I'm going to have to take a week off work to play this one, won't I? Ryan, would you like to explain? Yeah, Lex, if you're playing Avengers Alliance, then you would have noticed over the weekend the little thing that said, Hey, uh, Spec Ops 3 is coming. I don't want to reveal too much yet because just in case it doesn't happen this week, which, you know, they always have to do bug testing and make sure it all works, this update this spec op is ridiculous Mm, it's it's... incredible that they've done so much to make this a vastly different experience from every other spec ops we've had before it really is just incredibly cool what you're going to be able to do the variety and the gameplay and the changing up of, of some of the stuff that they're doing is really cool i would say if you haven't already Make sure you have some powered-up X-Men and some powered-up Avengers on each side, just for your own good. All right. Over to at Nixmic. Nicholas Donahue tweets, Hope Mimic Shaolau. Was it because of interacting with Wanda or because of a boost with from being near the Phoenix? That's a good question, Nick. Obviously, her power is to mimic mutant powers. So this brings in the question, is Shaolau, the Undying Dragon, a mutant? We don't know this. Presuming Shaolau is not a mutant, I would say both of the explanations you gave are plausible, whether it was Wanda altering reality a little bit or Hope having her powers amped up from the Phoenix. But that's definitely an interesting plot point, and I'm going to ask Tom Brevoort next time I get a chance. I would ask Nick Lowe, but he's down at the Grand Ole Opry, singing his little heart out, yep. getting ready for that new Connie Britton, Hayden Panettiere show. I don't know what... Coming to ABC this fall. I don't know what you're talking about. Company. I don't... Get on board. It's called Nashville. Sure. He's in Nashville. Okay. <sighs> right. Read another question. Yeah, at Phantom Scarab tweets, Where has Hank Pym been during AVX? Haven't seen him. Hank Pym's been everywhere, man. He was at Avengers Academy helping out to deal with Emma Frost when she showed up. Yep. He helped Captain America beat up Wolverine way back and throw him into the Antarctic. That yep. was really obnoxious. He definitely shows up in 12. Yep. I remember seeing him in that issue. He's been helping out Iron Man with the yeah. tech stuff. Hank Pym's been all over the place. Yeah. And I was going to say, maybe you missed him because he was small, but he's been super huge. He's been giant man the entire time. Totes. Get it together, Ian. Another one from Ian Smith tweets, Any sign of Deadpool for Avengers Alliance? He would be awesome. I'll be honest. I'm shocked that we yeah. don't have Deadpool in Avengers I agree. Alliance. That seems, that seems an egregious oversight. But Avengers Alliance is a living, breathing game. There are new yes, things added all the time. Living and breathing and breathing and living and living and breathing. Just like Jason, our, our intern here. He's living and breathing. Living and breathing. Same time. Uh, so you never know. I, I say never say never. But Just like and, Justin Bieber. Yes. Justin Bieber. God, you don't know anything. Any pop culture stuff. I don't, you, you know. Get it. Get a handle. Keep reading. I watched that Modern Family show. It's Ugh, it's good. It is good. All right. So nothing to speak of yet, Ian. Uh, Robert Nolan at Ref Gimlin tweets, What can you tell us about the Marvel Universe via the Avengers series? Marvel Universe versus the Avengers series? Oh, that's so, a... Ah, ooh, ah, yeah, typo, that hurts. It is the third installment of the series that Jonathan Mayberry set up that started with Punisher versus Marvel Universe, continued with Wolverine versus Marvel Universe, set in that universe where 
many of Marvel heroes have been overtaken by a virus that makes them very aggressive and almost Arr. zombie-like. Arr. And this one, I'm not sure on the exact place in the timeline, but it's basically the Avengers trying to deal with the situation. I know Doctor Doom is involved. I know it's going to be freaky, and I know it's going to be good, just like all these books have been. They've all been really intense and been award-winning. The so, ad that we have running in the books is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go any further, we missed one from at Lex Pendragon. Oh, says, in Doctor Strange Season 1, Athena speaks with a Dalek. You say font, and I just say, Athena says, exterminate Poseidon. Athena is the supreme being. So if you imagine that in Dalek voice, that could be pretty cool. But I don't think they were doing Dalek there. Mm-hmm. Just a little fun stuff. Yeah, Ben, you know all about the Daleks. Don't know Justin Bieber, but you know about the Daleks. Yeah, Daleks Yeah. greater than oh my Justin God. Bieber. Your kids are going to hate you. I hope so. <laughs> oh, over to me. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> At the Con Man, 1876, Connor Breitling. Do y'all know when the Russell Athletics Marvel t-shirts are coming out and where can I buy one? That should be a question for our stuff guy, Blake. Yeah. But he's being selfish and not being here. Tweet at Blake Darius and see if he can get you an answer. Yeah, I don't know specifically what either. Russell's doing for us, but I will also I'll try and remember to ask our licensing folks yeah. if there's a press release or anything that we can get I for really you guys. Bug Blake about it. Yes, Blake. At Uncanny Joe, Avengers Arena looking sick. Loved Battle Royale. Wish they had a couple of kids from Wolverine, the X Men, maybe Apocalypse. Kid Apocalypse, and we've only seen the cover of the first issue of Avengers. Yeah. So who knows who's going to show up? Mm-hmm. From at W Bandoy, J Bandoy, Scotty Young, Baby Variants, Avengers Arena, and now Thunderbolts. Hashtag Marvel now. Hashtag Insta subscription. Can't wait for hashtag This Week in Marvel. Those Scotty Young Baby Variants oh, just make me want to rip my own heart out and so eat good. it. Because I just can't handle I, I it. I don't know why you would do that. I was reading one of our books this weekend at our house, and my wife saw the ad for A Babies or just X Babies and literally grabbed the comic out of my hand and just stared at it for like a minute and just said, get me that, and then went back to whatever she was doing. Excellent. Which wasn't that. <laughs> Got a bunch more tweets that came in over the weekend. So we have one from at SSJCR65 posted a drawing of Cyclops in his Phoenix 5 gear. Really cool, Christian. Very good. And we've got a couple from Brad the YM. It says, which Marvel Now title are you most excited for from what has already been announced? That's not fair. Can't pick. Just one I know. Marvel Now title from everything that's been about. Instead of saying what I'm most excited for... I will say the one that I think is going to surprise people, and we just mentioned, I think Avengers Arena is going to be a kind of a quiet little under-the-radar book that is going to blow people's minds. But I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. There's not been one that I'm not excited I for. I know. It's, and that's it, legit. I'm not taking that. Yeah, I mean... Look in my eyes, Jason. Do I look like I'm being serious? I believe you. Thank you, Jason. We barely know each other. Cable and X-Force, Deadpool, Hickman's Avengers stuff. Indestructible Hulk. Indestructible. It's a really tough question. It's not us being, you know, company men. Yeah. It's legit, like, this is fun stuff. Thor? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, all the... They're really, really cool. I think all the creators are firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. Like, they've all got this injection of crazy creativity and super fun and just going in different directions. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Another one from at Brad the YM. Twist twist. I hope Zack Ryder takes you guys up on going to Marvel and ends up on This Week in Marvel while filming True Island's Iced Z. I encourage all This Week in Marvel listeners to tweet at Zack Ryder, Z-A. C-K-R-Y-D-E-R and tell him you want him to visit Marvel 
and be on This Week in Marvel. We would love to have him. Yep. You need to get his attention. That's His attention can be got via social media. And let's let's get him up here. I'm from Long Island, too. Yep. I mean, everything can come together. Quite a, quite a war. Or yeah. you could be great friends. Who'd totally good friends. Zack Ryder, I saw him on the pre-show for Night of Champions last uh-huh. night, and he won a battle royal. Nice. And then lost the U.S. title match. Oh. So, like, a little good, a little bad. Maybe we can give him that. Antonio Cesaro is really good, though. Oh, I love Antonio Cesaro. Who but won the main event? It was a no contest because John Cena gave CM Punk a German suplex off the top rope, a German superplex, and thought he pinned him, but both, both shoulders are down. Classic, classic. Classic finish. You know, so just the right. The feud must continue. Boom. Yeah. What's next pay-per-view? I believe it's Hell in a Cell. Woo. I think we could see those two inside Hell in a Cell. Nice. We got a question from at Wrath Starblade tweeting, Who is stronger, Hulk or Red Hulk? I think in terms of pure power, like just brute strength, it's been established that Hulk is slightly stronger, but Red Hulk has those intangibles, like those energy abilities. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of a wash every time they fight. Yeah. At Travis underscore Chapel tweets to Blake, Go Cox! Which is reference to the Gamecocks. Yes. He's an alumni of University of South Carolina. They're the Gamecocks. He's a huge fan. So is my father-in-law. Hopefully they'll bond over that someday. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything else they'd bond over. Sports ball. At Travis underscore Chapel also tweeted, what characters outside of the Marvel Universe would you guys like to see dropped into the Marvel Universe? I mean, that That's tough. It's hard for us to say because, you know, we can't have those characters outside of the Marvel Universe unless we do some sort of licensed crossover. But, you know, one thing I've always talked about with Dan Slott was he would, I know he would love to write a Doctor Who Marvel crossover. He's actually told me his yeah. story and it's great. I didn't see that coming. Fun fact, uh-huh. Death's Head, the original Death's Head, was in Doctor Who comics. There right. actually has been this crossover. If you go and check out some of the older Doctor Who comics, Death's Head is in there because Marvel, I believe Marvel UK used to publish. There's a whole thing going on. Really cool. I would love to see that. Get right out of town. I will not get out of town. Um, the cast of Melrose Place. Of course. Yeah, I think they really fit in the Avengers. <sighs> All right. David Gallagher, our friend and awesome writer, tweets... Yes. Dear This Week in Marvel, with the new TV season starting, what shows are Marvel characters looking forward to? That's cool. I like that question. That is a good question. Well, I'm sure that the kids at Wolverine's uh, Jean Grey School are going to be tuning into Nashville on ABC to see their good friend Nick Lowe, um, who I'm sure will have a guest spot on Nashville. Yes. Uh, What else? I know there's some show on CW that Hawkeye is not going to watch. He it I won't really, watch it either. He, looks, he thinks it looks really dumb. Yep. You know, I'm I don't sure. know what new shows there are. I'm trying to think. What There's the neighbors. The neighbors would be cool for like. I bet Damon Hellstrom would watch that. Wow. Why not? Yeah, sure. He no, likes that, TV. That makes sense. I have a feeling like I bet I bet Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze is probably watching the new season of Sons of Anarchy. Yep. Because it's about motorcycles. Sure. He loves motorcycles. That's yeah. kind of a you know softball. You did right it there. Is there a detective show that Jamie Madrax could watch? Elementary. Boom. Yeah. So he's watching that one. Yeah. What else is coming? There's the new Sherlock Holmes show, which, I mean, someone would probably watch. That's what I just said. Elementary. Oh, is that? Elementary is, that... is the new Sherlock Holmes show. This <laughs> 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 is not nearly as funny as the laugh you're giving. Your laugh is funnier than the statements. I win the podcast. Oh, God. Next question, please. Uh, from at Wolf Night, <laughs> at Wolf Night 26 tweets, I think I might start to ask random questions on the show. Great. Starting, That's what we need. Starting with, what is your favorite animal? 
My favorite animal is the sloth. Done. What about your kitties? I love like my kitties, kitties, but sloths as a whole. Yeah. I I will probably creatures. when I get I will go to Costa Rica to the sloth sanctuary. Nice. I will probably turn into just tears everywhere because I'll be so happy just thinking about it makes me happy. Fun I want to go. When I was a kid, I didn't have a cat or a dog because my mom was allergic, so we had a bunny rabbit. Oh, I liked my bunny rabbit. Nice. And then it chewed through my Nintendo cables. Bunnies are kind of sadistic yeah, little they're, creatures. They're monsters. It's great. Another one from Ryan Putney says, Episode 50 is getting really close, and I am getting excited for it. So are we. As are we. Blake's not. Yeah, Blake is not looking forward he's to terif- doing work. He's terrified of it. Yep. Final question of the week is from at NolanJ713 says, I just signed up for Twitter to get into this week in Marvel conversation. Okay. First trade paperback I ever bought. I clicked on this picture. Executioner's song. Boom. There you go. 20 twin points to yeah. Nolan J713 on his first episode commenting. You get that. Wow, he's right out the gate. You know, because we did this so earlier in the week, Ngaje didn't get a chance to ask you any oh, questions. Oh, no. How sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. I guess I'll get a double onslaught of them next week. <laughs> All the Ungaji we Poor can Tim. handle. It's coming to your Comic Con. I can't wait to see how the two of you interact. Maybe he can be on the. Live this week in Marvel. That'd be funny. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you to interns for helping us with this. Thank you to Blake, Strami, and Benjamin for all their great work. I think we should thank Blake for this week. He was in here at the beginning. Let's see two seconds. Thank Jason. Yeah, Jason. Thanks, Jason. And thank you guys, all He's the fans. <laughs> thank you to all the fans for listening, commenting, tweeting, and supporting us. We really appreciate it. This is Marvel, your universe.